Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we get started, I do want to let you know uh, that this is not actually the only podcast that I do with Old Time Radio. We also have the Old Time Radio Superman show at uh, laser uh, laserandsword.com, and then we have uh, The War uh, that you can follow at uh, thewar.greatdetectives.net. Uh, it's a series of World War II podcasts. It's a limited series, and it will end in August, but you can uh, jump in whenever and listen to the show, so I would encourage you to do that. Uh, also, uh, we do have an article up at greatdetectives.net, my review of Death of a Doxy, and you can always follow those uh, articles by uh, going ahead and subscribing to the uh, blog in the Kindle store. And you can try that out for free for two weeks. Well, today we're going to bring you a series called Homicide O'Kane. And I'll be honest that I do not know a whole lot about it. But then again, nobody does. The series aired uh, during the war. And it aired over the Blue Network. Uh, As we've discussed a few times, uh, ABC, which was what the Blue Network uh, became, was not the most uh, power-packed of networks in terms of talent. This is an unusual series. It stars uh, John Easton, but uh, from best we can tell, that appears to be Bud Heaston, um, who was a longtime radio announcer. Uh, on a variety of programs, including The Adventures of Maisie, uh, Cinnamon Bear, and of course, uh, Let George Do It. There's only one circulating episode, and uh, so let me go ahead and I will read you the title of today's show from March 2nd, 1943. It's the story of the killer who returned from the dead as the clock struck the hour. So here now is the story of the killer who returned from the dead as the clock struck the tower. From Hollywood, Homicide O'Kane. Homicide O'Kane. Listen carefully. I'm dying. But you got to know this. When you catch him, you'll find blood on the money. That's how you can prove that he killed me. That's how you'll know it was. That's how you'll know it When a thief kills for money, several things can happen. He can be caught and arrested and pay for his crime, or he can vanish for a time with his ill-gotten gains. Or, and this you may have trouble believing, he can come back from the dead when the clock strikes twelve. Well, that last sounds a little screwy, I know. But ask the men down at headquarters. Ask the boys on my homicide squad. Ask O'Kane about the killer who returned at midnight as the clock struck the hour. 
homicide or Kane. We are still trying to trace the party who phoned you, sir. <laughs> well, do a little better than just try, sister. It shouldn't be too difficult to trace that call. Call? Trace what call, okay? Hold it just a second, Lieutenant. Look, babe. Yes, sir? Take your cue from the fact that you're talking to the police and that the guy who phoned in had all the symptoms of a man being murdered. He didn't hang up, so the line's still open. Now, you go on from there. One moment, please. One moment. Oh, fine. Well, business is picking up, okay? Yes, Lieutenant. Trying to trace a call, eh? Yes, Lieutenant. From a guy who had all the symptoms of being murdered. Oh, interesting. Yes, Lieutenant. Yes, Lieutenant. Is that all you can say? Out of monotonous, I'd say. What's the matter? Little kitty got your tongue? Or is this a private murder where I shouldn't intrude? It's just that I haven't had time yet to draw you a map, Lieutenant. So you'd understand. But in nice, easy words of assorted syllables, I just had a phone call. Well, surprise. How jolly. I don't know. It was from a guy who said he was dying and he didn't sound like he was kidding. Mm, fine. He also said we could prove who killed him by the blood on the money. Because it'll be his blood. Isn't that a big help, do you suppose? Go on, and then? And then? The guy was dying, Lieutenant. That's all. Operator? Yes? One minute, please. We are trying to locate your party. Well, gee, I'm pretty grateful, Grandma. Sir? Oh, nothing. It's dandy. It's dandy. You said it. Blood on the money. Oh, my old brother. Operator? Don't give me that operator routine, sweetheart. Just scurry around and find where that call came from. That's all I ask. Believe me. The supervisor of the Bell Air Exchange reports that the party who called you phoned from Bell Air 2... That I can believe. Look, Bright Eyes, the address. Could you by any slight mishap manage to secure that? The subscriber is listed as the regular Gorman brokerage. Oh, company. that's different. That's different. The address is three five three five South Thurman. Well, gee, good for you and love and kisses. Good night, little pal. Three three five South Thurman, the regular Gorman brokerage company. Is this where I cheer madly, okay? This is, Lieutenant, where you can uh -uh. go for a little spin through the city at night. Would you like that, I bet? What's the inducement? The inducement? Well, plain hard to get. When you're a lieutenant, you can be choosy. That's right. Well, the inducement, Lieutenant, is at the end of the ride. A dead man and stuff. Pretty gruesome, no doubt, to see. That's nice. If you think so, you have deplorable taste. Look, Lieutenant, how's for coming along and joining me in a nice long shudder? Rigor Gorman Brokerage Company, the sign there says. All right, where's the nice long shutter you promised, okay? It's dark in there. No watchman on duty, apparently. Try the door. Always the realist, huh, Lieutenant? Well? Well, what do you know? Not locked. All right, Lieutenant. What's all right about a door that's not locked? Well, we can go through and enter the darkness, you know, in search of death. You just can't wait, can you, Lieutenant? You morbid old morbid you. Well, I'm not at all fond of wild goose chases. Only we're not chasing a wild goose, Lieutenant. Remember? It's a dead man we're after. Hey, uh, how about this office here? I'll bite. How about it? Let's us go in and find out. That's logical, isn't it? The guy who had all the symptoms of being murdered didn't phone me from in here. Then I'll admit we've drawn a bit of a blank. Throw your flashlight beam over there by that desk. Okay. Look. Yikes. Pretty. You think so, really? 
There should be a switch on the wall somewhere near this door that... Yeah, it's better. I prefer a bright light in the presence of death, don't you? Spalled forward on his desk, the top of his head pretty badly. Telephone receiver off beside his right hand where it fell when his grip relaxed. I think that we found him all right. The man who phoned in to say he was dying. He wasn't exaggerating? No. Yeah, wait a minute. Well, either the man is dead or he's not dead, okay? Make up your mind. I'm trying to. Whoever did this job really meant it. I think... Amazing. I think you might see if that phone is still working, Lieutenant, and put in a call for an ambulance. Then he's not... Tell him to step on it. This is one time when the boys have a real excuse to roll. Okay, uncanny. All right, old man. Let's make you a touch more comfortable. Uh, Easy now. We don't start any more bleeding. Uh, turn your head. Cushion it's a brother. Uh, Hello, emergency hospital. Lieutenant Williams, a homicide. Take it easy, pal. Uh, I know it's not much fun. We'll get you fixed up in a few minutes. Don't spare the ponies. Just as soon as the doc gets here, and that won't be long. fast, that's all. Look, I'll just get you straightened around a little more so you'll rest easy. Oh, fine. Pretty bad, Lieutenant. Did you get a... Emergency sending an ambulance, but I'm wondering if it won't be a risk. You can wonder for me, too. Look. That's not. Uh, Take it easy, pal. You're police? We're police. We got your call. But never mind trying to talk. Save that for later, chum. Oh, you've got to know. Now, you better save your strength. I'm Gorman. You're Gorman, but let's not worry about that at the moment. Uh, Gorman, that's one of the names on the outer door. William L. Gorman, one of the owners of Rigor Gorman. Yes, yes, that's it. What's it? Rigor. The other name on the outer door, Rodney Rigor. Uh, that's my partner. Yeah, we know. He... He did it. Fine. Nice partner. Uh, His eyes are opening. Rigor. Yeah. Better if you don't try to talk, chum. Uh, I'll take it in. You can prove it by the blood on the money. My blood. My money. Hey, hey, now, look. Don't try to get up. Uh, take it easy. Uh, You're pretty badly hurt. Kill me for the money. He looks pretty bad, okay? Uh, yeah. Doesn't look good. See. Pulse is dropped off. What's holding him up? $25,000. Pulse is gone. Kill me. That's a nice jolly sort of partner to have, this Rodney Rieger. Feeling a little better now, friend? He's feeling a lot better. Doesn't bother him now. Passed out? Not out, but on. I guess you better get on that phone again, Lieutenant, and cancel that call for an ambulance. Cancel it? Why? Ambulances are only for the living. You better put in a call for the coroner's service car instead. Keep leaning on that doorbell button, okay? I think that'll do it, Lieutenant. Even at a quarter past eleven. After all, we're not trying to waken the dead. How do you know? Uh, don't be cryptic, Lieutenant. On you, it doesn't look good. Well, you've already seen an example of Rodney Rieger's work tonight. What he did to his partner. He's also been doing a little homework in there, too. Always expecting to find bodies. You're gruesome, Lieutenant. Utterly... Oh, getting results at last. Rieger or somebody's awake in there. Yeah. Light just came out in the hall. I think I heard... Well, get in the bell again. What is this? Patient cuss, aren't you? Yes. Well, if somebody come to the door at last so you can let that high blood pressure simmer down from a neat 4F, listen. Hmm, about time. Watch it. 
Well? Okay, take it easy. Wait a minute. You can't come in here. I said that you I'm can... sorry, but we can and have, haven't we, Lieutenant? We'll cut the clowning, okay, and close our door. Here we go, throwing our rank around. Yes, sir? Now? Who are you? Headquarters. My badge. Oh, police. Yes, police. What do you want? I'll ask things. You answer. Who are you? Mrs. Martin. Well, of course, that tells us everything. Add a little more. I'm uh, Mr. Rieger's housekeeper. What a grim bozo this guy Rieser must be. He doesn't miss anywhere. All right, where is Rieger, or Rieser, whatever his name is? We want a few words with the gentleman. If you'll wait here, I'll tell him. I think we'll go... We'll wait here. Go on, but tell Rieger not to keep us waiting. All right. I'll tell him. And you got the equipment to do it, too, haven't you, baby? Do I need to tell him that, too? If he doesn't know it yet, there's no use. A little speed, Cinderella. The coachman awaits. Large, fat, gray rat, wasn't he? Yeah. Come to think of it, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> he will quote fairy tales, okay? Yeah, but that doesn't explain why we're standing here with our feet in our mouth while Hatchet Face goes to give Rigo the hot tip he needs a potter. Eddie and Jim will be around in back of the house by now. No one's going to get very far. In the meantime, to straighten things out in my mind... Oh, come now, Lieutenant. And to make sure who's who in this deal, I'm giving him a chance to make the first play. And quite generous of you, too, I'm sure. And it reminds me I should have tucked an extra handful of thirty-eight caliber police specials in my pocket. If I'd only known of your generous impulses... All right, all right. Be very funny, okay? Don't think I was kidding. Quiet sort of place, isn't it? Yeah, it's a proverbial tomb. The stump has all the earmarks. You might recall what I said about waking the dead. Could be. Oh, Poison and Petticoats and Riga, too, for that matter, are taking their time about making that play you so generously offered them. Well, I was thinking myself. Well, even the lieutenant can fall on his face. What do we do now? Take big black guns in hand and go for a walk through this sepulcher? Open that front door. Step out and ring the bell again. Are you kidding? Do what I told you. Open the door and reach for that bell button. Well, maybe someday when we really get to be policemen. I, I beg your pardon. Huh? Did you ring? Which crack did you pop out for... No, I didn't ring, but I was just about to. Silly of me, wasn't it? But I distinctly heard the doorbell a few minutes ago. Unfortunately, I couldn't come at once. <laughs> a few minutes ago, yeah, we did ring then. Uh, would you mind telling me who you are and how you got into the house? Uh, we're police, little pal. Oh. And Mrs. Martin let us in. Mrs. Martin? Rigor's housekeeper. I beg your pardon? Mrs. Martin, Rigor's housekeeper. She let us in and went to tell Rigor we're here. Oh, how very strange. Is it? Yes, because there is no Mrs. Martin... The name is quite unfamiliar. In fact, I've never heard of it. <laughs> now look, little man. Uh, no one has ever lived here, you see, except for the master, Mr. Rigor. Oh, yes, of course, and me. And who are you, if you please? I am Parks. Oh, I see. Butler and houseman and all that, I take it, huh? Oh, yes, quite. And double as a spook after dark, huh? Well, Parks, let's put the social small talk aside and get to the point. We want to see your master right now, and we'll settle the Mrs. Martin matter later. Oh, I'm afraid you can't see uh, Mr. Rigor, sir. But if I, if I may say so... I'm very glad to see you. Now, what kind of a line is that? Line, sir? What do you mean, you're glad to see us? Are you kidding? Oh, oh, that. Yes, of course. Yes, you see, I was just about the phone for the police, sir. Oh, wait a minute. What kind of a gag's coming up? Trying to cover a getaway attempt by your boss? Yes, I wait. We want him for murder. Don't give us that just about for phone for the police stuff. Oh, oh, I see. Well, then... Um, well, then what? Uh, perhaps you'll understand better if you just step this way into the master's study where it happened, you see? Uh, just this way, if you please. In here, gentlemen. If you look at the rug there by the desk, 
see what I mean. Oh, fine. Hmm. Nice big pool of blood soaking into the very nice rug. Well, what do you know? The scene has been set for the exit of Rodney Rieger. We make like the guy's been murdered. Something new has been added. I beg your pardon? Uh, never mind that. Where's Rieger? I, I don't know, sir. Where'd that blood come from? I don't know, sir. I... I think you better scratch your memory, little friend, and start in to know. Something, believe me, is very much askew. You check with me, Lieutenant? For my money, this whole setup smells to the skies. We come here to pick up Rigo for killing his partner. The mask. A Mrs. Martin, who says she's the housekeeper, lets us in, then disappears. Then our ghostly little pal here creeps out from behind the mop board and says he's the butler. And that there is no Mrs. Martin. And then we're brought here to gaze upon a shiny new pool of blood, about which nothing is known. Uh... Parks? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, look at me, Parks. I am, sir. Look into my eyes, little man, and read what they promise. And then, having done that, start in to talk. Oh, sir. Parks? Yes. Oh, first place, whose blood is that on the floor? Well, now, it could be the master's. I see. It could be the master's. What's the matter? Don't you like to look at it? Why do you keep turning away? Look, fella. Talk. Oh, uh, well, now, now, just What do you know about that blood? Only this, sir. The master... Rigor. Uh, yes, sir. The master retired to his study here this evening. At ten, his usual custom, to read. Go on. Well, a few moments ago at eleven, as he always does, he rang for me. He likes a little refreshment, you know, biscuits, a cup of coffee. Keep on talking, Parks. Yes, I, uh, I had his tray already prepared, sir. So when he rang, I brought it in at once. But when I entered the study... Well? He wasn't here, sir. There was no one here. Nothing but... That. Blood on the rug. You searched the house? Oh, yes, sir, at once. But Mr. Rigor apparently has vanished. Wonderful. Mr. Rigor apparently has vanished. Just when he was about to be arrested for murder. That's fine. I've heard some wonderful tales in my time, but never one quite like this. It has got its next point. A man rings for his butler, suddenly bleeds all over the place, then boom, he is gone, just like in a storybook. Is real life simply amazing? Stranger than Look, Parks, the old boy. Well, I am very sorry, sir, but that's all I know, sir. It is. Yes, it is. But it isn't enough. Oh, I know, I know. I'm I'm very sorry. And, of course, that helps. Yes, doesn't it? Wait a minute. What's this on the floor by the end of the desk? Empty briefcase. Rigor's? Oh, I hardly think so, sir. I've never seen it before. Initials in gold stamped on the flap. W-L-G. Hey, William L. Gorman, Rigor's partner. Anything in it, Lieutenant? There's some strips of paper. Thought the bank's fastened around bundle. $1,000 $1,000 marked on this one. There's another. There's another. Keep on looking, Lieutenant, and you'll probably find enough to total 25000 for which Rieger killed his partner tonight. Oh, now, sir. What's the matter, Park? Surprise? That's right. 25000 Real folding money that he took from his partner after a nice choice bit of murder. Twenty-five grand, Parksy, huh? Nice. Men have killed for less, or gotten themselves killed, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Or in order to acquire which have doped out a smart way to vanish. Well, uh, then I presume, sir, this means you're going to arrest me? Arrest you? Why? Why should I arrest you, Parks? You name the charge. Uh, for murdering Mr. Rico. For the money you say he stole from Mr. Gorman tonight. That, uh, is what you meant, isn't it? We'll talk about murder when we've got a body to prove it. First, we've got to find the body somewhere in this house. The body's been found, then we'll talk about murder. I'm sure you see what I mean. Any luck, Cocaine? Not yet, Lieutenant, which is odd. 
Not too easy to explain. Hiding a body isn't the simplest job. And two bodies, not one. Rigor. And Mrs. Martin, remember? Well, the answer might be there aren't any bodies at all. Except that blood. We're going to have to convince little Parksy here that it is smarter to talk. And I'm very sorry, gentlemen, but I... I know you don't know anything. Let's take him back into the study here. Hey, who closed this door? Yeah, it was open when we left here. You're telling me? Open it, okay. Okay. Come in and... Who turned out the light in here? Oh, fine. The three of us in this house, alone. Except we've got company. Who goes around ahead of us closing doors and turning out the lights? Now, now, if I may say so, sir. Now, Parksy, don't tell us this house is haunted. Oh, no, 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 sir. That several times as we went from room to room, I thought... Well, good for you. You thought what? I thought I, I heard footsteps. You're not alone on that thought, little chump. No, I heard them, too. Thought it was my imagination. Sort of letting your imagination run on ahead of you, huh? Well, let's get these lights on. We'll Wait. have. What's the matter? Listen. Keep still for a moment. This joint still makes me think of a tomb. Oh, it is quiet, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Nothing but the ticking of the clock. Oh, yes, the clock is. Don't you hear it? I noticed a big grandfather's clock against the wall behind the desk. Oh, oh, yes. Tick of the clock. Cut that out, Parksy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I really wasn't amused. It's incredible that you could be. If you do think of something funny, please tell me. Say, Lieutenant. Well? Turn the lights on. Yeah, just a moment more, Kane. There's something very strange going on around here. I heard something toward the rear of the house. Sound like what, for example? <laughs> I didn't... Don't start that. What kind of a sound? <laughs> well, it was uh, like like a man... Getting ready to scream. Ah! Oh, what are you doing? Yes, I thought so. Oh, you did? Yes, strange, isn't it? Uh, perhaps a coincidence. Coincidence doesn't make a noise like that. Get some lights turned on, let's move fast. I want the man who made that noise. I think in that room. This door here? Yes, Mrs. Martin's room. I thought you said there wasn't any Mrs. Martin, Poxy. Oh, did I? Oh, I must have forgotten. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Very. Well, let's go in there. Whoever that man was who yelled like that. Let's go. Hmm. Mrs. Martin's room, eh? Over there. I see. Mrs. Martin has come back. Her body. Stuffed into that trunk. Alive, O'Kane? I hardly think it's possible. No. Hmm dead for some time. Probably since the time she disappeared just after she let us in. Unpleasantly dead, like Rigor's partner. <sighs> Bloodstained hammer in there with her. Just like the way that Gorman died. Rigor has a weakness for beating in heads. That doesn't tell us who screamed, not Mrs. Martin. Well, whoever lifted the lid of that trunk was the one who... You see something? Oh, that closet just moved a very trifle. That's all I wanted to know. All right, baby. Come out of there and come reach it. Well. Okay. I ain't bad at nobody. Well, look who's among us. Yeah, and please, you could turn the heaters away, because, believe me, it's true, I ain't done nothing that's harmful. Well, Cheater. Yeah? Our second story acquaintance of long standing. Yeah. Cheater, the gentleman intruder, takes things as he finds them, eh? Oh, I ain't really bad, just because I snitch a few knickknacks in me time. At heart, I am, really. <laughs> oh, shut up. Cheater the burglar, just a big playboy at heart, huh? Yeah. What are you doing in this house? That, Lieutenant, I have been asking myself 
to no avail. It was you who yelled? Well, yeah. Why? Because I was most unhappy, you see. Why unhappy, Cheetah? Did it ever happen to you? Opening a trunk in a dark room and putting in a hand, by way of no harm, to see what can be found? Uh, no. And having that hand come in contact, you might say, with a very dead face. What would you do? What did you do? I yelled. Did you kill her? Me that wouldn't harm even an itchy, bitchy wee fly. Oh, you know me, okay. How long have you been in this house, Cheetah? Too long. Maybe a couple of hours. I'm kept so busy on the dodge with people going around. Where's the profit? In fact, I, I am happy you found me. This is one house where I will never return to my professional capacity. Right, but I know another house where you will. You mean the big? Yes, up the river. Well, at least they got no dead women in trunks. In fact, they got no women at all. So it is consequently peaceful. <laughs> I can set out my jolt in a breeze. You'll get a chance to try. Uh, fine. You may think so. You shut up. Uh, there are more important things at the moment. Mrs. Martin murdered in spite of the fact that Parks here stated there was no Mrs. Martin. Another killing in the study. Rieger himself, probably. What do you make of it, O'Kane? Let's go back to that study. I think that the key to the mystery is there. In that pool of blood? Well, in blood. <laughs> If blood's going to tell us something, let's go. You think I'm kidding? That pool of blood, for instance. Here goes Sherlock. Get ready to be amazed. Where's the man who lost that blood? He wouldn't walk far. He didn't walk at all. If he had, there'd be a trail of blood drops on the carpet. Well, he didn't fly. And he didn't vanish in thin air. Which means he was carried. Carried where? That's the question, Lieutenant. Boxy, old boy, who all was in this house at 11 o'clock when Riga rang for you and they came into the study to find this here? Well, now, I was in the house, sir, of course, and Mrs. Martin. Let's skip Mrs. Martin, whom you once denied, and just look at you. Yes. You don't mind? Oh, not at all, sir. Oh, get on with it, okay, and let's hear blood tell us something more. Some of the blood that'll talk isn't here at the moment. Gorman's blood on that money for which Riga killed him. When we got that marked money, we'll know plenty. And proof, as Gorman said over the phone, that Riga had killed him. Proof of more than that. Those bloodstained bills are also the key to what happened in this study tonight. We got the man with the money. We got a man who burns. I, I beg your pardon, O'Kane. What are you talking about? Why? Did I hear you say something about bloodstained money, I'm afraid? You did. And when you found the man who's got it, he is, <laughs> you might say, sort of out of luck, I mistrust. What are you getting at, Cheater? Uh, in the course of my professional endeavors tonight, I... <laughs> You might say I ran across the... Could this be the money you mean? Where'd you get that water bills, Cheater? Oh, there's more, Lieutenant. Look. Oh, brother. And more. Wonderful. And at last, a mere little handful of hundred-dollar bills. The first C's I ever did see. <laughs> and we part with reluctance. You think I'm kidding? I don't know if there's 25,000 here, Lieutenant. There could be. I do know that most of these pills are bloodstained, though. Gorman's money, for which he was killed. And for which other people have died tonight. Mrs. Martin, for instance. Rodney Riggers himself. Where'd you find this money, Cheater? You might say purely by accident. I bounce into a room where I find a nice suitcase, all packed, but not yet locked. So, it comes open all at once. Yeah. I hardly even look at it, but it does. And under the nice shirts, 
I find a dough. What room, Chester? Or Cheetah? Near the back of the house, where the servants live, I figure it. I would say... Yeah? Uh, was I asked to express an opinion? Yeah. Well, uh, it could be a room with this butler, chump. It had them kind of clothes in the closet. He was going to make a trip. So blood speaks again, huh, Lieutenant? Well, it's been apparent all along that Parks has been our man. That's right, but there are other things still not apparent. All right, Parksy, your new handcuffs will look quite handsome. Uh, Hold out your uh, hand. No, I won't have it. No, you won't have it. No. Now, don't turn away from the very nice policeman's jump, or I will strike you again. Well, Cheater, much obliged to you. Well, that I know is something you like to do for yourself, O'Kane. And I didn't like to spoil you taking a swing in his puss. <laughs> but I was closest. And beside him, trying to be a very good boy. Over here, Parks. You know the handcuffs. Uh, Come on. Uh, you are arresting me for the murder of Mr. Egor. Murder? Yes, Parksy. Well, then, I'm very sorry, very sorry, but you're making a mistake. Oh, so? How'd you come to that conclusion, my little pale-faced friend? By your own statement, sir. There can be no murder charge unless a murder can be proved. Now, where is the master's body to prove that I killed him? Oh, he gets technical, okay. Yeah, and that'll save his neck, of course. There is the matter of the body. Would any of you like to see the body of the murdered man? Are you kidding, okay? Not especially. I know where it is. All right, produce it. Parksy, according to your story, when your buzzer sounded tonight at 11 to order Rigo's coffee and biscuits, the man who pressed that buzzer button died and disappeared. I think if that buzzer is sounded again, he'll return. So I'm nuts. Tell me, Parksy, what is the signal for the butler in this house? Uh, twice, sir. What was the last time at night when Rieger usually sounded for you? At, at midnight, sir, when he was ready to retire for the night. That was my guess, and midnight is only a few seconds away. Parksy, stand there by the desk with your finger on that button. When I tell you, press twice. Oh, no, This sir, is a gun I... in my hand, little pal. Hey, the rest of you, come over by the clock so we can watch the time. Shakespeare O'Kane, always dramatic. All right. Right over here. It's a few seconds to midnight. When the clock starts to strike, ring twice for the butler and let's see who comes in. Okay, are you crazy? Not very. Get ready, Parsi. All right, ring for the butler. Press that button. Uh, yes, sir. And now... Why are you opening the case of that grandfather's clock? Oh, I see. He rang for the butler, and here he is. Another dead person... Stuffed in the big clock. Mm, fine. So that's where Rieger's body was hidden. Not Rieger. The old routine was still followed tonight. The master pressed the buzzer. The servant appeared. How do you know? There is a like as two peas. Like master, like man. I read that somewhere. They say it happens after years together. And a little makeup can help. Look at the makeup on the man by the desk since he started to sweat. Mm. To make his getaway with the money he stole from his partner, Rieger planned this method of disappearance? To assume the identity of his butler to make his getaway easier. But Mrs. Martin... She knew the butler and Rieger both, of course, and had to be silenced. Yes, but... More questions, Lieutenant? How did you know the butler's body was hidden in the big grandfather's clock? Okay, now listen. For the last time tonight, blood speaks. Listen to the tick of the clock. Well... I wondered about that when I first heard it. Why? Because it can't be ticking. It's the dripping of blood. That clock doesn't tick. It's electric. The story of the killer who returned from the dead as the clock struck the hour brought you the voices of John Heaston as O'Kane and Richard Legrand as Lieutenant Williams. 
You heard Howard McNear as the killer, Sarah Selby as Mrs. Martin, Harry Lang as Cheater, and Grace Holtby as the telephone operator. The musical direction by Lou Bring. Walter Arnold speaking. Homicide O'Kane comes to you from Hollywood. This is the Blue Network. Welcome back. Um, now our challenge is to say the title three times fast. Uh, this one had some weird, odd moments, but I found it just kind of uh, fun as it played out. It's kind of interesting to listen to his unique show. I don't know how I would feel if there were 30 or 40 episodes of this, but for one sample of what this show was, it's kind of interesting. The, the sniping between the Lieutenant and O'Kane was uh, not great, and uh, O'Kane could be a bit of a um, rude person. But you still have Howard McNear uh, making appearances wherever he can to pick up his scale pay. I will say, I think they kind of wrote the lieutenant a little just too over-the-top dumb, uh, particularly having to be advised that they would not need an ambulance for a corpse. But anyway, that's all for Homicide O'Kane. And if you thought 1943 was early, uh, next week we're going back to the 30s for 18 weeks of a very unique series called Police Headquarters. So I hope you'll be with us next Saturday for Police Headquarters. Uh, in the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash uh, Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.